You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masterloh and Corey Johnson here at the uh, Sooner Than You Think Summit in New York City. Joining us right now is the Honorable Jay Johnson, former U.S. Homeland Security Secretary, partner at Paul Weiss uh, here on site at the summit. Thanks to have you here on Bloomberg Radio. Thank you very much. I love AM radio. I grew up on AM radio. <laughs> we love it, too. Uh, we got both, AM and FM. We got it all. <laughs> we all got right. it all around the country. XM, we got that, too. Let me okay. ask you, uh, you're going to be sitting down with our David Gora of Bloomberg Radio and Bloomberg TV, and you're going to be talking about democracy versus technology. Can we have both, and can they work together well? Of course we can have both. The essence of what I did as Secretary of Homeland Security for three years was to ensure the proper balance between the two in a free and democratic society where the public expects security, public safety. You can't go too far in one direction. And that includes in cyberspace, in cybersecurity as well. And go too far in one direction and the public pushes back. So the essence of security, it's not an all or nothing proposition, is striking the right balance between the freedoms that the public cherishes access, freedom to associate, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, as well as ensuring our security. How do you do that in an environment where digitally you can create things that are not real? I don't want to use the word fake news, but you can, you know, create a lot of stuff that is um, false. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, we've got Facebook saying that, that now Russia was on there putting up fake stories, buying up yeah. Uh, a spot, promoted spots. Yes. We've got we've got every measure of intelligence saying that the same thing happened. You know, how was that able to happen in, uh, under the nose of uh, well, of that's Security that's the environment in which we live, isn't it? And I used to tell audiences when I was in office, I can ensure you a perfectly safe email system, a perfectly secure email system, if you're willing to be limited to a conversation with about 12 people, mm. with no access to the internet, no access to the outside world. Public doesn't want that. And so the public wants access to the larger world around them. And in the age of the internet, where there are fewer and fewer gatekeepers to information right. and to news, we now find ourselves in a situation where misinformation penetrates the marketplace of ideas and of information. It's, I think, important not to confuse fake news misinformation, the stuff we were just talking about on Facebook, with basic security. Because of the freedom of speech in this country, I think there has to be a different approach, not necessarily a security approach, to how we ensure against fake news and, and misinformation. There are some ideas out there now by some really good people where perhaps we try to adopt ratings for information sources, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, red, yellow, green. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important not to confuse that and conflate that with the basic security issues. Jay, what kind of cooperation do you think there has to be on a global basis to ensure that we have domestic security? Increasingly, we are interconnected nation to nation in our security. When I was in office, I was constantly interacting with my European counterparts, my foreign counterparts, on information sharing, on cooperation, certainly in the counterterrorism space, right. but increasingly in the cybersecurity space as well. And that's something that as recently as 9-11-2001 we didn't do as well. But now we connect the dots more 
interagency in the U.S. government, but also with our, our foreign allies and our foreign partners as well. So when you look at what, you know, and now that we started to get a sort of clearer look at what happened in the last election, the way that, um, uh, you know, Russia was involved in particular, um, do you think that the, the approach that the Obama administration took at the time, in retrospect, uh, should have been different? When I testified before the House Intelligence Committee in June, I received several questions along these lines. Hindsight I just want to come up. Hindsight is brilliant. <laughs> yes, hindsight that's why I'm is giving 2020. That and what I said then, I'll repeat now, with the benefit of hindsight, would I do something differently? Uh, of course, if I had the benefit of knowing exactly what was going to happen after we made public attribution on October 7th. But on October 7th, when the Director of National Intelligence and I publicly accused the Russian government of doing what we did, we were convinced then, and I'm convinced now, that that was the absolute right thing to do, though we were dealing with a range of cross-considerations. The national security apparatus of a U.S. government is very reluctant to insert itself in the midst of a heated election campaign. Right. We're apolitical. We have to be. And we were very concerned about not appearing to want to put our thumb on the scale of the election or to to suggest in any way that we were favoring one candidate over the other or we were disfavoring a candidate. So there were a range of considerations that went into that public attribution, but we made it. I think we it was important that we make it in advance of the election. And in the closing days of the Obama administration, we made public even more information about what we knew, and we took a number of actions. But now it is up to the current administration to carry forward right. with a lot of what we did, including hardening the cybersecurity around our election infrastructure in this country. Do we have any idea of the future cyber war battles that we're going to be dealing with? I believe it is going to get worse before it gets better. I believe that those on offense have the upper hand. It is easier to be on offense than it is on defense. Sometimes when you're in homeland security, when you're in national security, um, stand, we're standing here in the rain right now on Roosevelt Island in New York. Sometimes He's covered. He's like, covered. <laughs> you feel like you have to, your job is to catch raindrops. Yeah. And when you're on defense in cybersecurity, that is probably a pretty good analogy because there are cyber intrusions daily, hour by hour, minute by minute. And those on offense are increasingly ingenious tenacious, dedicated, and aggressive. And so it's going to get worse before it gets better. This has to be a national imperative led by the U.S. government, but it's a public-private partnership. Uh, it's, it's an interesting kind of new challenge, too, uh, um, where, the, where, the, where the, the weapons and tools of, uh, of, of offense by other countries is, are just completely different than they've ever been before. Absolutely. And... Um, I believe that those of us on defense, one of the answers has to be investments in technology on the defensive side to mm -hmm. detect not only bad actors, but suspected bad actors, suspicious bad actors in, in systems. There needs to be a raising of employee awareness, those that use the systems, uh, about the evils of spear phishing. There are a number of things we can do, but this has to be something that is led at the national level. Um, 
Thank you so much for finding some time for us. We really appreciate it. Sure, yeah. my pleasure. Good luck with your discussion uh, a little bit later on. We've been talking with the Honorable Jay Johnson, former U.S. Homeland Security Secretary, uh, partner at Paul Weiss. He's going to be sitting down with our David Gura of uh, Bloomberg News and Bloomberg TV and Radio, uh, talking a little bit more about uh, democracy and technology uh, working together. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Master, live at the Sooner Than You Think Summit in New York City on Roosevelt Island. Corey Johnson back in our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. You've got to check on your markets in just a moment right here on Bloomberg Radio.